William Frothy is Daggy and Barney are back with you to discuss round 20 of the National Rugby League. Very excited to be joined today by Joey Alchin from the Ruck Infringement Podcast. How are you travelling, mate? I'm good, mate. Oh, it's a pleasure to be here. Uh, excited to get into it. Beautiful. Uh, give us a quick background, first of all. We may as well get the plugs out of the way early before <laughs> we're all slurring. Uh, do you, yeah, well, tell us about the show. Yeah, so we're the Ruck Infringement Podcast, uh, all things NRL, bit of AFL, bit of cricket, uh, mainly NRL because don't really care about the other ones. But yeah, we talk a bit of banter, have a bit of fun, a bit of spending your money, losing all our multis and yeah. I wouldn't know what that's like, but <laughs> yeah. Um, and where do we find you? Obviously Spotify. Jump on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, really. Yeah, and uh, rugbyleaguemerch.com. Rugbyleaguemerch.com. Type in the Ruck Infringement Podcast. You'll find hoodies, shirts, stubby holders, mugs, beanies, a lot. You can also stop by the Footy and Frothy's (laughs) shop and uh, pick up a hat on the way out as well or a stein and support us. Uh, The proceeds of all of that go back to the Men in League Foundation. Uh, Scotty doing a great job there. Uh, So thanks for his support over the last couple of years. Uh, let's get into some news. Well, uh, I just had a question sure. before we go too far into it. But um, so ruck infringement, right? So um, whose ruck is getting infringed, and who's <laughs> the main infringer? <laughs> well, mine at the moment. I'm a rooster supporter, so my ruck's uh, getting infringed every week, mate. And the boys are can giving it to me. I tell you, <laughs> that's uh, cute. Any background <laughs> in the in the footy? To play uh, as a kid, I, or I where, where'd your um, love for league come from? Yeah, so uh, 2002 grand final, first game I watched. Roosters Warriors, obviously. Roosters won. Um, we all know it quite well. Freddie with the head gash. Um, my pop was a Roosters fan. It wasn't really. My parents weren't into footy. They didn't like the game. My pop used to go over there on a Friday night, watch it with him. Loved that game. Fell in love with the game, and then yeah, just started studying it. Played for a little bit. All school teams and. Everything like that. Played lock forward. Um, yeah, just a big nice. bopper that loved the game and the world game, as they say. Ooh, a a mistake. Well done. Uh, and your favourite players? Uh, well, more modern era. Anthony Minicello, mm-hmm. for me. Uh, just epitomised what a fullback was. Hardly ever in trouble off the field. Um, Freddie Fittler, can't go past him. I mean, won't give my... Uh, Words about him as coach at the moment for New South Wales, but as a Rooster player, yeah, loved him and Craig Fitzgibbon as well. It's a pretty good list. Mm. And uh, yeah, well, you may as well give us a, a quick thoughts on the state of the club at the moment. <sighs> where do we start? Where do you go? Where where have they gone wrong? Uh, ever since Sam Walker's been booted and now injured, uh, the clubs have just seemed to lost their mojo a bit. Joey Manu to me wasn't a five eight, doesn't have a kicking game. As much as I love him, he's a centre fullback. Um, playing him there, all the pressure was on Kiri for those weeks. Manu was just a running 5'8". Victor needs to tone it down a bit. Um, Jared, say what you want about Jared, but, you know, he's tried the lead. There's not much he can do at 34 years of age. Teddy, uncharacteristically quiet this season. Uh, I don't think any of us are very used to that. I don't know whether he's just carrying the weight of the team or... But look, hey, last year we won eight in a row heading into the finals, so next six. Well, there's life, there's hope, eh? That's it. <laughs> Thoughts on uh, any of my theories, like maybe trying Teddy next year at, at six and Manu full-time for fullback? I don't, I don't mind it. I think... I don't know if it's just me, but I feel like Teddy's getting a bit slower yeah. as well. And I think Manu, 
he won the Golden Boot for New Zealand in the World Cup at fullback. But the the guy's a freak. Yeah. He knows how to play there. Even against Storm on the weekend, it wasn't his best game, but Storm just smothered him. I think Manu at fullback is a great shout. I, I wouldn't mind to see Teddy. He, he's sort of trying to play that role now anyway. Yeah. Sort of wraps around, uh, you know, they, they go Victor to Teddy out, um, or he runs it himself. But, yeah, I wouldn't mind to see it. And uh, do we see Sam Walker in Roosters colours ever again? Mm. Well, according to Robbo, he's on and off every week because of the injury. But I'd like to say yes. I don't know. The way the club works, I think, you know, we could move him on, sign someone like a Cooper Cronk that we did 2018-2019. Get him in place. We'll bring, uh, bring Payne Haas. He can play half. <laughs> <laughs> sure, there's room in a sombrero. Yeah, there is, mate. You can play him anywhere he wants to play. <laughs> exactly. I'm not going to argue with him. <laughs> uh, yeah, cool. So, yeah, thanks for joining us. Stick around and we'll get plenty of thoughts over the next couple of hours, uh, including on some of these signing news. Campbell Graham has re-signed with the Bunnies for three years today to 2027, shoring up their backline. So they have, yeah, backline with him and Whiten for the foreseeable future. Uh, Eli Katoa has extended at Melbourne for another three years as well. So uh, from where he's come from, had a fantastic start to the year and uh, we'll, we'll recognised mm. there. Uh, and Sean Johnson will play next year as well uh, for the Warriors, who are looking pretty good, uh, not just this year, but into the future with some stars coming back. Uh, Paseca extended uh, to 2026. Matt Lodge has gone to the Seagulls on a train and trial. And Ravalawa and Jack DeBellin have both extended uh, their stay at the Dragons, activating player options. Michael Milo too. Uh, that's about it. Uh, apart from, oh, Broncos have extended Tristan Saylor and Lockie Fitzgibbons off to Warrington Wolves next year from Newcastle. I'm sure he'll be have a pretty good impact over there, actually. Thoughts on any of that, boys? Uh, just want to say, Sean Johnson winding back the clock this season. He has yeah. been electrifying for the Warriors. Just incredible. Like, I'm glad he's going around again. Yeah. Love him. I'm surprised they didn't try to sign him for two years, the way he's going at the moment. <laughs> yeah. The bloke could dead set walk into the line at the moment, the way he's playing, and pick blokes off <laughs> left, right, and centre and put them through holes. But it's, it's not even his footwork and his pace that's causing the problems. It's his selective passing and kicking. But, um, yeah, he's, he's still, his foot, even his footwork and pace seems to have picked up a bit this year yeah. as well. So... Um, yeah, that's a fantastic signing. A few of those Dragon boys um, might must love a bit of misery in their life, so <laughs> <laughs> good luck to them. No, they're, they're not bad signings. They're someone that they can build a club or uh, build a forward pack around and then, you know, you add a couple of pieces in there. Um, big ones for Campbell Graham, obviously. Silly not to re-sign him. You'd be looking, yeah. Every club would be looking to get him in there. Tristan Saylor's an interesting one for mine. Um, too good to be a backup fullback at the moment, I think. So whether the, he gets a shot in the centres or maybe on the on the wing and they push Corey Oates into the centres or something like that might be something with Herbie going. Well, they've still got Jesse. I suppose Arthur's probably ends up in the centres. Dean Mariner. You can, mate, <laughs> but Sailor's not this. Not they've really got a few blokes there. Centre is he? Not particularly. I mean, he's not small, but he's not. The other ones would be bigger. Mm. Uh, but yeah, that's that's an interesting thing for them. Uh, eventually, they're going to be seven. Of, gives him some good depth yeah. though, and he's been. He, You've seen every time he has played, he's he's done quite well. So yep. it's really good on the weekend again. Yours. Uh, and uh, judiciary news. Uh, RCG's facing four to five weeks for his good knee, uh, which was not pretty. <laughs> Should have been five or six. Yeah. That was dog shit. Uh, four games with an early plea. 
Sivo uh, is going to get three to four weeks for his shot. Tino origins over, so obviously he can now get charged three to four weeks. <laughs> and Jared Wallace three to four weeks all uh, for their respective shots. And there's a bunch of fines, but not much else out of the judiciary. Uh, I haven't seen a lot of injury news. Is anything obvious? No, I don't think there was. I don't think there was, no. Which is a cool. miracle. That's good. Uh, oh, Toby Sexton, HIA. Uh, he'll so serve he'll, 11 he'll, days. He'll have his 11 days. Yeah. And uh, all the big guns are back this week. And Cleary's back, Latrell's back, Walsh is back. So. Teague Wilton also, oh, they yeah, say, might be an ACL. Yeah. Oh, that's not good at all. Yeah. It's uh, <coughs> not ideal for where they're, they're no. at right now. No, the bloke no. who makes Matt Moylan's tackles won't be there. So that, that's good. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Uh, anyway, anything else you want to discuss? <laughs> we saw how that worked on the weekend. Just quickly on that Jack DeBellin uh, signing, uh, the re-sign. Yeah. You think he plays captain? I reckon with Ben Hunt there, it would be a good shot at getting uh, the captaincy in 2024. I think that they did it. They copped the flack and that's why Blake Laurie's captain at the moment. Uh, does he deserve to be? Yes. Will he be? Probably not. Yeah. Not on the dragon. The social pretty. thing, yeah. I think uh, Laurie's got it for now. Yeah. We'll see who, who's still there next year. Yeah, interesting. Um, but, as I said, given he did it, he filled in and, and did a pretty good job and has been their best player this year. Oh, by far. Um, apart from Ben Hunt when yeah, Ben Hunt was on. But, yeah. The, the times Ben consistently, Hunt Consistently <laughs> churning out 40 and 50 tackles since he's come back from injuries. Um, yeah, he's been one of their blokes, you could say, he's been having a go every week. Yeah. <laughs> Not many that go with him. But. Uh, anything else? Speaking of having a go every week, 34 to 18, the Knights <laughs> beat the Tigers. Actually, wasn't going to talk about this game. I was going to stand in the corner for a bit. but I'll um, join you later. But three days, um, four days has let me recover slightly. They had to go for a bit. They had to go. But um, you may as well tell us stats and I'll vent. Uh, yeah. seven, seven, <laughs> seven tries to three. Three out of seven conversions played three out of three for the Tigers. 80% completion played 63%. 386-plus running metres and 145-plus post-contact metres for Newcastle. 10 line breaks to 3, 47 tackle busts for Newcastle, 24 for the Tigers. 6 offloads to 7, 3 force dropouts to 1. 290 tackles made by Newcastle, 349 made by the Tigers. 10 errors to 15, 5 penalties to 8. A ruck infringement against both sides and a sin bin for Newcastle. Supercoach points Ponga with 137, Young with 109, Mazu with 102, and then two other Newcastle players before you got down to Jerome Buller on 79. This team, like, I get physical migraines watching this team play. <laughs> they just are something else. Uh, and not just, it's just everything that goes with it, like the bounce of the ball, yep. the bunker reviewing everything the Tigers do 57 times, and then Leo Thompson just bowls two markers out of the way and they don't even double-check Saifidi's try. Uh, like, it just, it's just moment after moment, but ultimately... They are some of the dumbest fucks this side of Fucksville. <laughs> in that, like every time they wrestled momentum back in this game, probably four or five occasions, and then within, on most occasions, within a tackle, they'll drop the ball, or throw something forward, or not play the ball properly, or kick it out in the full. And it was just, and then without fail, Newcastle marched upfield and scored. Uh, they stripped to the edges embarrassingly. Like Kapoa, I think has to be accepted. He's not a first grade winger now. Uh, he, I'm not saying he's not a first-grade player, but he's definitely not a winger. Well, he played in the second and, row earlier this and year he as well. He was decent enough. He did a right. yeah. yeah. pretty good job through there. Uh, and the ability of Hastings and Ponga to pull both edges apart was was just on show here. And by and large, put him to shame. Um, but, they, I mean, from a Tigers' point of view, they, there was – I thought Papi, Bateman, would you do your usual selves? Papi, we probably had, again – 
he's put together a real good month. He was actually. brilliant. In this he game. was great. Yeah. Um, I thought Appy was phenomenal for the minutes he was on the field, uh, yeah. and obviously Buller is a superstar. Um, he's currently on 120k at the Tigers, and if they don't have a contract for 700 in front of him by the end of the year, like, well, there are bigger issues at the club, there, but they've got rocks in their heads. Uh, I just don't know. Well, they signed him for three years, didn't they? Just before that, he made his but, debut. Yeah, but yeah, you know what happens when they start. Oh, the next one, yeah, next year's got to be upgraded. Yeah. definitely. What do you make of this, Barn? Uh, yeah, as you said, the Tigers looked um, pretty dominant for the first couple of sets. Uh, went down there, somehow managed to find a, a knock-on and a no-try for the Tigers, and then immediately within two sets of six, the Newcastle are back down down on the Tigers' line and, as you said, just stripped them down that left-hand edge. I don't know how many times that happened in this game. Can seem Every time um, Tigers would have a good set, they'd make three or four good tackles, have Newcastle in their own end, and then Bradman Best or Marzu would just go bolting down that left-hand side of the field again to get down back down to the um, the Tigers in there. Uh, it was dominated in the uh, the next 20 minutes after um, Newcastle sort of went bang-bang there to start the game, was dominated in the middle, um, which was unusual for the Tigers. I, I don't think I've seen them pushed around like they were for, mm. for that 20-minute period in the in the first half. And then um, some of the ways they just... like. Newcastle wingers were just cruising to the line, like yeah. jogging and not getting yeah. touched by the time they were putting the ball down in the corners, which, yeah, as you said, must be um, must be horrible to see. The um, There was a bit of bad luck too. Like that, that kick across field where the ball bobbled around everywhere, mm. bounced in front of everyone. <laughs> Tigers managed to get a touch on it and then yeah. Newcastle scored. Like that's, that really swings the momentum when that kind of stuff hits you as well. And that was... That was at a point of the game where you were close well, enough to do something. it's two weeks in a row now where something like that's happened and it's, and it's just gone the other way and then that's been the intersection. Yeah. Hetherington decided to go slap a bloke. <laughs> he got Sinbin for slapping. Like, oh. seriously. <laughs> Mate. <laughs> if you're one of the hard men of the NRL and you get put in a bin for slapping something, you may as well whack him in a couple, couple of weeks. He slapped uh, Tungo a few weeks ago as well yeah. in the Penrith game. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> um... The one for mine was the one where Ponga was running the outline to the to the to the um, out to the sideline and completely stopped, and then you just see three tigers go vroom, straight yeah. past him, <laughs> and then all he had to do was just run straight at Buller, who was on the line, made a great effort to try and stop him. But that was probably the one of the most embarrassing moments of the night for the tigers. Um, really stood out for mine. And it yes, just shows you just, that, that, that how little faith they have in each other. Yeah, yeah. in their back line, simple as that. Yeah, you need maybe one of those blokes chasing that hard and the other two just holding on the yeah. inside. But um, have any thoughts on the way the game went down? Well, talk about a moment like that. The moment that got me was Brendan Wakeham caught the ball and then went down and slid over the sideline. Yeah. Ten metres out. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. like as much as the Knights were clinical in this game, well, I wouldn't say for point. 80 minutes, yeah. but maybe about 40. The Tigers did come back really well. It was 22-18 at one stage. Yeah. They're only four points behind. And, ti- and even um, heading into halftime, if Tigers score again there, they're That's you know, it. going to halftime in front. So there, there are positives to take out of that. But I just think for the Tigers, as we, we talked before, it's a fish rots at the head. And it's the head of the Tigers. Always has been. It's that management. Yeah. They need to fix that and they'll fix the culture. And this is a problem. No one wants to go there because of the board. Um, exactly. You've got a coach, apparently. Um, from more reports, 
Benji will be coach next year. Mm. Sheens won't be. He's not even in discussions anymore. Uh, and I just got the notification that apparently Hapakanellis has said he's not guaranteeing Pasco's future now. So about I don't time. know who's in charge of what anymore. So <laughs> about time that's happened. I would rather, I, uh, the club's a stage where West need to just bite out, yep. put someone in charge, and move yep. like just be West again yeah, or whatever sure. it has to be because it hasn't worked and it hasn't worked at the other joint venture, and they need to go and start again. And it'd be privately owned, be much better. Thoughts on the um, the coach and the <laughs> and the talent recruitment officer. Going in for a meeting today? Uh, apparently, it ended with them agreeing, whatever that means. Okay. But what does, right. like, they, he was appointed without the coach's knowledge. He's, he's I, signing I players he's without. Signing players <laughs> without the coach's, without the coach's knowledge. knowledge. Who's he signing? Well, they were trying Caesar, to, apparently. They were trying to get the, oh. No, Benji wants Caesar. Oh, and he wants Cogger. Because they just, they just want, uh, they want someone for a year. They just want someone for a year mm. or two. They've got 18 year olds that are, they've got the New South Wales. The under 19 halves, or they're tracing yeah, Benji wants Caesar, and the large. other bloke wants Cogger, apparently. And they were yeah. talking about Jock Madden. Possibly returning well, they, as I well. I think Benji asked, yeah. allegedly. But you take all this stuff with... Well, that's it. Like every day yeah. you read shit in the, in the telly that... Every second line of the newspaper's yeah. bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we all know exactly. that. So. Um, I, don't think, I don't think where there's smoke, there tends to be an inferno <laughs> at the Tigers. So mm. uh, I don't necessarily... I, I, I'd like to see a clean out before anything else happens. Yeah. But, and the sad thing is they, they changed did a great job last season in setting up for this season and they've dropped the ball again. Um, they... Went and found just about, at one stage, we were discussing whether the best forward back in the comp, and you could have made the argument, but they're not now, obviously. Uh, the Warriors are, for the record. And just upset all the Penrith fans again. But um, <laughs> good. they, I don't know. Like, you just don't know. Like, it, mm. if, uh, it, it just makes me wish I wasn't born into this. <laughs> like, uh, any other club I'd be happier, but here we are. Thanks, Such Dad. is my life. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the final takeaways for me was just basically every time the Newcastle really pressed the edges of the Tigers, the Tigers just weren't there. Yeah, like yeah. there was just no defenders there. Yeah. And if there was, there was too many in the wrong position. And yeah, it's just way too easy at the back end of it. Um, I thought Simpkins and Pole added sweet fuck all for the 30 yeah, minutes they were out there. I don't know I, what I, happened with those two blokes. I would, but hope, um, I would hope Talon De Silva gets to. They've both yeah. been pretty good in the recent weeks. Yeah, and Simpkins then, has been good most of the year, but if now Abby's back, get the 18-year-old in. They added, yeah. I'll tell you what, I like to Silva. He's a good he's player. He's a good player, but he's he also another pretty boy. We've got a Reese yeah. Walsh at the Tigers <laughs> <Yeah>. now. <laughs> and he, uh, he doesn't mind a bit of a rev up either, yeah. more reports. So. I thought, um, yeah, Clemmer <laughs> and Appy were, were good. Yeah. Um, Appy's defence, a little bit questionable, but obviously coming back with yeah, you know, <laughs> needed a few more minutes in the legs. Um, yeah. He, he had he created so much time and space around the rock appy, mm. and he just does it naturally. And if like, I wish I had a better team. He's <laughs> <laughs> just really good at drawing players in, but yeah. not getting them to fully commit. Yeah. Which and um, elusively yeah. fast too, elusively quick. Mm. Yeah, I thought Wakeham was okay. Um, Bateman and Papali were fantastic. They were oh, the yeah. Tigers' best two players by, well, not the best two, but the, the two best forwards. And Jerome Buller was probably their best player on the field. He's just every time he gets in and around the ball, something's happening. Yeah. It's just crazy. He's um, going to be close to Rookie of the Year this year, I reckon. Dream. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he'll get it. Dream the dream. Yeah. I think it's uh, – I was asked the other day, and I think it's a two-horse race, him and Preston. Yeah. Uh, and I would – well, whether I'm biased or not, I think Bull has done more explosive stuff. Preston gets, gets can't, through his can't mountain give work. A forward, and, um, mate. It's got to be a fullback. Yeah. Preston's <laughs> the less flashy but more reliable option, I suppose. I mean, not that's not – anyway, suggesting Bull's not reliable, by the way. I thought the, um, the Newcastle bench added nothing, really, either, in this oh. one. Um, they, they didn't really do anything when they came onto the field. They probably um, are a detriment to their side, to be honest. Um, Elliot, Fitzgibbon and Crossland were good. Crossland's really making a 
a good fist of being, you know, a, yeah, a makeshift yeah. hooker at the moment. And that's uh, that was fantastic in this game too. Uh, he was damaging on that edge. Resigned for the Knights too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, Young and Frizzell and Marzu, the, yeah, the next three that I was going to mention, they had massive games. And Ponga was just the man who put the points on at the end of the day. So he gets all the plaudits as, as the guy who sets up the tries generally does. So I would love to see, yeah, if only the Tigers could find someone like Jackson Hastings oh, yeah. to get them around the field. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Imagine if they had him. Imagine. <laughs> and imagine if he wanted to just stay at the club and make it better. Anyway. He's played, I reckon his last month has been really didn't, good. Didn't get forced out of the club. Yeah. Yeah. I reckon his last month has been really has been, good, Hastings. Yeah. Uh, I think Ponga, he's a great foil for a superstar. Like He just gets Ponga where he needs to be, into yeah. the space he needs, uh, and, and makes him look better. And I think that's maybe that's his strength. And I think, I think his last, he's really found himself as a proper seven in this last sort of month um, since Ponga's come back. And since Ponga's moved the full back, He's just, just gone back to where he was. He is yeah. killing it at the moment. Hundredth game as well in yeah. this game, and just put him to the sword. Um, I don't know what it all means. I suppose it's a win for Newcastle. They'll be in around the tenth, eleventh, twelfth. Yeah, they're tenth. Be about I think. it. Uh, I don't think we take much else out of it. Yeah. Uh, I guess you only have three to Ponga, two to Buller, and then I had one for Mazu or Frizzell. I was going to give it to Frizzell. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I'd have to agree. Cool. They were the best by Beautiful. far. Uh, Friday night, we saw the. As my computer just decides to freeze. Dogs twenty-four, Broncos forty-four. No, that was Thursday. Yeah. Oh, was no, it? it was Friday. It was Friday because Origin. Yeah, we, Origin was Wednesday. Saturday kicked oh, off yeah. at three That's o'clock right. with forty-four to twenty-four. Uh, Brisbane Broncos in control for a large portion of this. Mm. Uh, surprisingly large portion, given how much uh, of their forward back they're missing. But yeah. they're pretty good here, Barn. Stats. Yeah, we had four tries to eight. Four out of four conversions played six out of eight. 80% completion played 84%. 82-plus post-contact metres for Brisbane. Four line breaks to seven. 38 tackle bus played 29, which was a stat that stood out. 14 offloads to 11. Two forced dropouts to one. 369 tackles played 276 for Brisbane. Nine errors to six. A ruck infringement against both teams. And a sin bin for Cobbo doing a Tino. Um, it's actually the knee, I think, that's knocked him out. But anyway, yeah. um, <laughs> four penalties to six. Supercoach, Adam Reynolds with 112 Supercoach points. Waddell with 90 and Piakura with 87. What would you make of this, Joey? Uh, good game. I, I actually thought the, the dogs were good that first 20 minutes. I Half was hour. really impressed, yeah. yeah, with the dogs. I I, I thought, fuck, oh, going to ruin the tips already. First game <laughs> on a sad day. Uh, but nah, Broncos just showing their class that second half. I mean, Toby Sexton going off. I thought he was really good in his first game last week against the Bunnies. He started all right here too. Yeah, yeah. and then obviously HIA, you can't avoid that. So, But yeah, unlucky for the Dogs. I think uh, Pierre Cura, actually really impressed with for the Broncos. Sort of has that job security too. He's probably not going to lose that spot while Ricky's out. So mm. I no, think he holds not. it for a while. But yeah, thought he was good. He had that really good game earlier in the year too. Where he had that, mm. he's got that footwork through the line. First yeah. couple can, of games of the hold year. and offload, mm. and um, uh, <coughs> I like what I see there. And uh, he was my AE in this week's Supercoach show. I, was, I liked him even more. <laughs> uh, Obviously, didn't end up as close as we we thought it might have been no. a closer game with yeah. some of the outs for the Broncos. But that really came. It was really only the last twenty minutes where the Broncos blew them away with some of that razzle dazzle shit they're putting on at the back end of this <laughs> game. Chip kicks and balls just bouncing perfectly for Blake's to score points in the corners, but. Um, 
I thought the first 30 minutes was pretty strong, back and forth. They were sort of really ripping into each other, these start packs. But um, as, a, as you find with most of these teams, once you get into that bench rotation, it falls away and it falls away massively. And for the Bulldogs, just a bit like um, a bit like the Newcastle bench, they, were, they went backwards when, when they brought their, their um, reserves on here. And Brisbane stepped up again. Like, they really put the pressure on. They knew... I'm I'm pretty sure that that was their game plan to really put, ratchet up the pressure once their their starting pack came off and that's when they just started ripping holes through um, the middle of the Bulldogs and it was surprisingly the middle as well where it started obviously finished out <laughs> out on the outside edges but they really um really cracked them through the middle and some of the spacing from the Bulldogs you could run three and four blokes through some of those holes that were, yeah. <laughs> that were open out wide like you had the winger on the wing and then there was ten meters between the center and then the halves and you get that kind of spacing out wide, you're never going to stop blokes when they're running directly at those holes. So. Uh, Adam Reynolds is at his best here, uh, his best mm. game in a, in a while, but he, as we say, good players with time and space get, get flattered and he got to do what he wants by the back end of this game. That's it. Um, I thought he was pulling the strings uh, fantastically. Uh, and you've covered a lot of the ones here, Byron. You can keep, is there anything else you want to touch on? Yeah, um, where else we going to go? where were we? Uh, yeah, Adam Reynolds, you mentioned his ball playing, kicking was top shelf. I thought King and Topine were pretty good for the Bulldogs in the middle of the field. They did. Avarillo is someone that just, still for mine, he doesn't really feel like a fullback, but he just yeah. seems to be a bloke who can break tackles and yeah. someone that you need in your side. I, I think what he probably is for, a 14. What I've been saying for three years and four years. And <laughs> yeah, he's, a, he's a 14 that you can plug into the centres somewhere maybe and fullback and diff- different things like that. But, yeah. <laughs> it's very Don't interesting where he's going to do the Dolphins because they've got Nicarima now. They've got Herbie 7,000 centres. Yeah. Yeah. And and uh, I don't know if Milford will still be there, but it's a big battle for the 14 spot there. Yeah. Um, Mahoney was very good again um, with with Avarillo. He's, uh, he must be getting pretty disappointed being there. <laughs> Reed Mahoney, though, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> you could see the disappointed, disappointment in him parts of this game because he just tackles his ass off. He's it's one of those smaller hookers that gets bumped around a bit and so the missed tackles do stack up, but fuck he tries his ass off when there's so many blokes around him that are just standing there watching him do all the work. <laughs> he didn't like that <laughs> try celebration <laughs> no. Billy Walters at all. <laughs> <laughs> fuck yourself, you stick. Yeah. Yeah, fuck off. <laughs> Kiraz and Preston and Waddell, they were probably the three best for the dogs. I thought they were fantastic. Kiraz up again, 200 metres. Fuck, he loves the hard work. He just, oh, yeah. <laughs> for a little bloke, he just loves steaming at the big guys and trying to put them on their ass. It's um, tremendous. I uh, still like Blake Wilson. I think he's got something to offer. I think he's got speed yeah. and... But well, he does have speed, I don't think. I know he's got speed, but uh, <laughs> he's still got some growing Nice to little do. shimmy and, jump and step. Got, yeah. Yeah. I thought Cape Wills and Walters were, were good. Um, Paliasia as well, you could throw in there. Did a job without, you know, sort of kicking the front door down, but they had good games. Um Tapau did a job off the bench for them, yeah. um, which they needed in this game because, yeah, they were missing a bit of bit of size and grunt work in the middle. But, um, yeah, it was Adam Reynolds, man of the match for mine. Piakura was the two points, and then I had one point for either Sailor, Cobo, or Karaz, who I didn't even mention. I thought Sailor was terrific. Yeah, I was about game. to say, you're going to touch on Sailor here? Yeah, he's, uh, the way he was chiming into the back line, he's got that beautiful left-to-right pass, which a lot of fullbacks don't have. They're generally right-to-left. But, um, yeah, the, he put uh, Cobbo through in, in the corner there. I'm pretty sure he forced a dropout with a nice little grubber. He just always seems to be in the right position. He's, he's one of those guys that seems to have the defensive positioning down really well as well against attacking kicks. But We saw in the trial as well, like, he 
he was pulling off cross field bombs. He was he had a real he had a real creative fast. Game. He, he might even be so someone that they look someone at. Someone that yeah. end up in a halves role when Reynolds goes. I know they've got Jock there as well, but mm. yeah, you know he'd. You know, seems to have more creativity or to do a bit of everything. Yeah, it's an interesting, yeah, interesting combo. Him and um, Ezra. Him and Ezra. Mm. If he could build a bit of size, like his old man, he'd be a weapon yeah. as well. Yeah, like he's great at the moment with his speed. It's probably just that size factor. You look at your fullbacks now, Latrell, the size on them. Um, yeah, I think he could be anything. Yeah. And he's still he's still growing. Is he still only twenty one or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah he's still in the I don't have much I think you've covered that now. I think. That Brisbane will be happy to have got through the last month in the way they Absolutely. did oh, to get sure. through Origin and this game particularly, which stunk a little bit of a potential upset leading in with the outs they had. I think they'd be happy because now uh, Carrigan back, I think Haas is back, Walsh is back, yeah. um, business as usual. They've fallen a peg for me there. I've got the worries in front of them, but I think they're going to be top four. 5.30, we got a... Uh, why is it doing this? <laughs> I blame the NRL site. 5.30, <laughs> the Cowboys 19, Sea Eagles 8, who offered very little of, of much in this game, to be honest. But uh, what you make? Or oh, the stats say Barn, and then, Joey, you can have a crack at this one too. Yeah, we had two tries to three. Zero out of two conversions for Manly, which is unusual. We normally kick them pretty well. <laughs> yeah. Three out of three for the Cowboys, one out of one. That's the story of the weekend. Mm. No one could kick all weekend. Yeah, there was a few. Ponga missed six. Caleb Ponga, yeah. Last Jack Ponga. Um, Azarko couldn't kick a goal. Mm. Um, who was the other kicker in that Dolphins game? Anyway, carry on. Sorry. One out of one field goal attempts for the Cowboys. 458 plus running metres and 84 plus post contact metres for the Cowboys. Three line breaks to four, which was unusual. I felt like the Cowboys had a lot more than four line breaks in this game. But anyway, 31 tackle bust to 36. 11 offloads apiece. Two forced dropouts against uh, for, from the Cowboys. 140-20 from Manly. Beautiful kick from uh, Lachlan Croker. 350 tackles, played 345. 11 errors to 13. One penalty conceded by Manly, seven by the Cowboys. Six ruck infringements to three. One inside the 10 against Manly. And a do we have a sin bin? No. Wrong game. Supercoach Val Holmes with 93 Supercoach points. Drinkwater with 86. And Lachlan Croker with 82. Yeah, what did you take from this one? Yeah. Um, Manly, when Manly play at Brookie, well, it used to be a fortress. You'd go to Brookie, the crowd's on you, they suffocate you. But this game, and that's sort of what I expected coming into this. I thought Cowboys, Origin Stars are back. They'll want to ease into this game. Manly were woeful. And that's, I have friends that are Manly fans, but they, they were poor. They were poor. And the Cowboys the past month have been building, and they are doing great Sitting in ninth at the moment, and or have they cracked the eight now? They might have even cracked no, the eight. No, they're ninth. Ninth, yeah. yeah. Sitting at ninth, and they are just looking so good. Val Holmes, I think he's been incredible, but Scott Drinkwater, for me, is the man at the Cowboys at the moment. He is just lighting everything up, and everything he's touching, it just turned into gold. So, yeah, I, I the goal-kicking was a bit weird. Um, you know, Garrick usually sorts them. So, interesting that he didn't hit any, but... Yeah, I, I just I wasn't impressed with Manly at all. I thought at Brookie or Four Pines, I should call it now, uh, in front of a home crowd, a big crowd, suffocate. Yeah, I thought they'd get up, but I tipped the Cowboys anyway. I think better. Garrick. Um, I think Garrick was concussed for a lot of the game after that yeah, elbow true. that he copped. To be honest, yeah. um, he looked pretty rattled for a large part after that happened. And obviously, that's not if your head's spinning around, it's probably not going to help with your goal <laughs> kicking. But um, 
I thought it was a pretty intense start to the game. The first 20, 30 minutes, they sort of really did. Um, it was quite physical. And it was pretty scrappy early, which sort of lent to the, the scores staying lower than what they should have. Um, both, both teams making quite a few errors. It's a constant thing with Manly. They get beaten up in the forwards pretty much every week. Yeah. Um, they did try hard in this game, but there were still a few blokes out there that really probably should be playing reserve grade and yeah. giving the young blokes a go. Um, the Cowboys, by the end of the game, were absolutely eating them through the middle of the field, which just led to DCE trying to kick him out of trouble again, like he does week after week. Um, he, get, he, you know, he sort of turns it around sometimes, but he, they, he couldn't get him out of this out of this um, predicament they put themselves in. It really came down to a couple of really good individual efforts from Val Holmes to begin it all and um, break breakthrough out in the centres there, put Cotter away um, to score under the post and Drinkwater's little show and go and then dance and run and score in next to the post. And It's probably, yeah, two real individual moments that, that got the Cowboys away with this game more so than the Cowboys being ultra-dominant because um, both teams, I thought, the Cowboys were down a bit from where I've seen them recently. Probably a bit of origin fatigue and, yeah. the, and the likes. But yeah, you, um, for, you sort of, I don't necessarily take for grounds the right word, but you forget that they have six or seven origin players. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Exactly. All backing out. So. Once, they, once they got out to, I think it was 12-4 or 12-8, I, I expected them to really put on some points, but they, they just sort of cruised through and got through by the back end of the game. But, um, yeah, for mine it was those individual efforts from those two guys, and they've been brilliant for the last month. They've been a big part of what, or well, six weeks of why the Cowboys have started their turnaround, like, in attack, they're as good as any, anybody in the comp when they're on. Fast. And, and I've always said about them, uh, they're an energy team and they're yeah. getting a bit of that energy back. Yeah. And and now they've got the size back as well. Uh, it's uh, all coming together. And execution-wise, uh, when Drinkwater is on, like he executes as well as any half. Oh, yeah, in the absolutely. Club, um, picking, his, picking his men out there. And well, he plays more of a six role than any, yeah, anything, right. really. Yeah. Um, he does chime into the back line every now and then and uh, provide a bit of a a support play, but he actually digs into the line and plays mm. as someone trying to set up the men on the outside, not a, not a catch-and-pass sort of sweep-type play that you see most of the fullbacks yeah. sort of jump on these days. So. The guy we haven't mentioned that I thought was really good, Luciano Lelua. He was brilliant. I thought yeah. Lelua was really good as well. I think he got himself a meat pie as well, but he had a really good game. He's had, he's been when I talk about its size, he's been the key to that. He's oh, been yeah. instrumental in Well me and Daggy both first now. game back we went, Yeah, he's short of a jog, but yep. he's gonna be massive yep. for this team. And what, three last three, four weeks he's really ripped in yeah, and he's probably been their best forward week yeah, in, week for out. Sure. For and uh Tumalo started getting some K's into his legs too, which can only help. Mm-hmm. The whole back five ran more than hundred and fifty meters. Uh, <laughs> so well. uh, that is pretty pretty impressive, yeah, including well, drink water two hundred Val 200, Valamo for 240. So. Pretty impressive um, field goal from the Chad. Yeah. 35 out on the on the 45 <laughs> degree sort of angle out there, right on half time. He hit that well. Hit that as well as um, I think anything he's ever hit before. Um, I thought Parker, Schuster, and Olakawatu were, you know, good. They weren't they weren't fantastic, but they they did their job at least. Um, Garrick and DCE worked their ass off. Like Garrick made. 200 metres again, I yeah. think. Like, he was just trying to do anything he could, but there was no – none of the outside backs went with him. Um, yeah, DCE kicked his ass off, tried to get him out of trouble, but just couldn't do it. And Jake uh, – Jake Dvojevic and Crocker were awesome. Like, between them was yeah. 108 tackles, I think, between those two, maybe 110. Like, between two blokes. Crocker's uh, 40-20, a try assist, I'm pretty sure, as well. The line break, like, he, he was fantastic for the, for the Manly side. Um, 
What did we have here? Yeah, uh, Velamay again doing a lot of work well, for the Cowboys side. Keeping fell out keeping. of the team. That's mm. incredible. Yeah, he's um well he's as good a jumper and probably he's a be- he's a he's a much more physical specimen than um than Kyle Phelps. Yeah, so. yeah. And he's getting through 200 meters a game, which like if you if wingers doing that for you every week, you're probably not going to drop him for anyone, That's are right. you? Um, yeah, it was Avellame Robson did a lot of work uh, as he always does. Nanai and Hess were very good for them in the middle of the field. They they did a job for the the Cowboys. We mentioned Val and Drinkwater; they were amazing. But yeah, Luke and just to top on what you said with Luciano, I think it was 150 odd meters. There was up near eight or eight to ten tackle busts. There was <laughs> there was 30 odd tackles as well. Like he, yeah, he was tremendous for the Cowboys. Yeah. How we get? How we split up? Oh, first of all, are you? Um, as I realise while well, my computer's being weird, I think my keyboard's in my bag. Anyway, side story. Uh, you're now nervous about the Cowboys heading into finals time? Yeah, absolutely. Probably another team yeah. I've come across now. 100%. I mean... Our three teams might not have to worry about playing <laughs> for right, us. So. Um, we can just cheer the Cowboys on. <laughs> no, I'll be jumping on the Warriors. Yeah, <laughs> me too. I think everyone will. Yeah. They, uh, it's, it's, the next month is very... Well, it's a cracking next month come out because, mm. uh, I don't know, if South's a good things to make the finals. Mm. I thought they've been pretty average. Well, there's a few there this now. Last month they've made the buy. They know they're going to get some cavalry back. But trail back this week. Even the Raiders that are running fourth at the moment. You drop two games back to back at the moment, yeah. and there's it's panic stations. Like yeah. The Sharks now they drop one of the next two. They're pretty much running eighth, if not out of the top eight. Um, Raiders, even with all the work they've done, their points differential means that if they end up even with someone, they're going out of the eight. Like so. Unless they really turn that around and put 200 points on somebody. <laughs> like, um, yeah, there's so many question marks. Anyone which, in happened that, in, which happened to your boys. <laughs> <laughs> anyone in the top, um, yeah, really from third down could still miss the eight at this point. And that's, that's crazy for mine with six weeks to go. Cowboys have got uh, Eels, Eels, Titans, Broncos, Sharks, Sharks. Dolphins, mm. Panthers. They could put teams away. Mm-hmm. Uh, they could four out of six of them. And those they're two games, much, they're in control of their own destiny because they beat these teams. The Sharks, Parramatta games out, are four point. They're knocking them out as they go. They're four point turnaround games. Yeah. Sharks have got the Panthers. They've got the Cowboys. They've got the Raiders. They've got South. So there's fucking four four point games that they've got coming in the next seven weeks. Are, so they, are they this year's Easts? They're from in last all year? sorts of trouble. Cowboys. Yeah. yeah. No, I don't think the Cowboys are miss. No, I'm saying but it might miss. You know, in that. Prelim finals for the setup. Again. Oh yeah, maybe. Um, Sin bin Sunday. Sin bin Sunday. <laughs> Their biggest problem, obviously, is making sure they keep teams below that eighteen point mark, which is sort of where you want uh, you want to defend. You don't want to um, have to chase more than about sixteen points in a final. So if you can keep the team to twelve or fourteen points, they've got more. They've got enough in them to get past most teams. So. Mm. That real the real grind semi final game is the one that I don't know. Yeah. How yeah. They might match up against the Warriors, but how many? Who, who in that top well, eight? Who no, in who no. in the comp wants to play that eighty-minute grind game apart from Penrith? Maybe the Warriors if they get there. <laughs> the <dry laughs> I, I agree. I, I, we'll get to. That I don't think anyone wants to play that game this year. And it might not be exactly like mm. if you, if you meet Power in a final, it's going to be thirty. It'll be like the it'll be like last night's game. Yeah, exactly. It'll be like last try wins. But the comp's so close in points. Like it's ridiculous. Even the yeah. Roosters are only four, uh, two yeah. points outside the eight, but probably I would say. Need about three or four wins to secure a spot, but only two points outside, yeah, which is pretty crazy to think. Mm. At fourteen, mainly and, and in Newcastle, off as bottom four. Yeah, mainly in Newcastle, only one or two points out. So like see, Newcastle, interesting because 
I raved about Newcastle the first six weeks, then they fell away, mm. and now they've got everyone back. I think they're playing better footy. I think they've been flattered last month, but they're playing better footy than they had at the start of the year. And I think Pong has got his tail up, Best's got his tail up, Frizzell, they're getting... Uh, the run home's super important for fucking ten teams now. Yeah, it's yeah, just a, it's a cracking right. six weeks ahead, which is, I guess, the, the biggest takeaway from what we can see because, you know, everything will change next week after... All those results. Uh, how are we divvying up some points here for the Daggy M's? I had Val with three because when they really needed it at the start of the, the game, he was the one that was breaking the line open. He had n- numerous runs for 30, 40 metres to put him in, in good position. Uh, I had Luciano with the two points. I thought he was massive in the middle of the field and everything they needed. And then I was either... I wanted to go with Drinkwater just because of how good he's been recently, but I think Lachlan Croker deserves something as well. He was tremendous in this game. but Can't go against the Daggy M's, mate. Alrighty. Well, I agree. Do you want you want drink or Crocker? <laughs> I give it to Crocker. He's, yeah, he's had Crocker. a he's had a great season. I'd be shocked if he doesn't win their players' player this year. Yeah, that's a good point. Unless DCE does, but you know <laughs> he's above that. <laughs> he just wins his own trophy. Becoming the big guy. Thirty to sixteen. Just uh, for Joey. Joey gets the floor in a sack. What do the <laughs> stats say? Is the storm continued the Chooks' misery? Yeah, we had three tries for the Roosters, five for the Storm. Two out of three conversions played five out of five. A missed penalty attempt and a missed two-point field goal attempt for the Roosters. 74% completion played 81%. Seven, uh, sorry, is that seven or one? You got the line breaks there? <laughs> I think it's uh, one. Give us a sec. One line break to three. Eight three. No, it was eight three. Oh, they must have updated that as well. Eight line breaks to the Roosters, three to the Storm. 37 Just tackle bus played 51 up. 10 offloads to 12, one force dropout from the Storm team, 324 tackles, what the fuck, 324 tackles for the Roosters, 299 for the Storm, 14 errors for the Roosters, 5 for the Melbourne side, 8 penalties conceded to 10, 3 ruck infringements to 1, 1 inside the 10 against the Storm, Supercoach points, uh, Daniel Tupu with 122, Harry Grant with 95, Joey Manu with 79. First, let's start off with Tupu, scored 2 tries became the equal highest try scorer for the Roosters yes, alongside well Anthony Minicello. So one more, he'll be the, the record and holder. you don't fluke that. Like no. The, the, no. He's no, been a good player. Zone, he's a very good He's a great footballer. He's been a, for, for a long period of time. I think 2013 he debuted uh-huh. or just before that. Um, obviously played three grand finals. But, yeah, great player. It's just unfortunate the season at the moment. But this game, I was there. Uh in a corporate box, which was nice, but the game, the game not so much. <laughs> Where uh, was that at Allianz? It was at SCG. Oh, of course. Yeah, because yeah, Allianz is getting ready for the Have you been to Allianz yet? Uh, not, not since it's no, uh, yeah, changed. No. So, no, but... Uh, Have you? I thought I'd know. That's what I didn't ask. <laughs> Daggy and I were talking off-air before and we were saying, you know, I, I said I was impressed that Roosters were only down 6-4 at half-time, but as he said, it should have been 16 Six, because mm. the Roosters had so many opportunities in that first half. That I, I thought the left edge was really good. I thought Billy Smith uh, in that first half on that left edge was really good. Uh, was Tupo outside him? I think yeah, Tupo yeah. was outside him. And and they were they were doing stuff down there. Kiri was running that way. They they were doing really well. But you can't win games when you make fourteen errors. Fourteen to five, I think you said. That's like you, you can't you can't win a game with fourteen errors. Yeah, uh, Melbourne just know how to get it done. They made five errors. They controlled the game. Harry Grant and Munster. I, I thought Harry Grant was good. Munster obviously a bit hungover from Origin, but or whatever he was on, <laughs> but a bit bit hungover there. But I just they, they know how to get it done. Uh, thought Nelson was really good in the second row too. He's been good since moving there. 
He's mm. terrifying on an edge. Oh, <laughs> he's terrifying it I mean, anywhere. Yeah, of course, but <laughs> it's been a really good, a great stroke to put him there. Yeah, yeah. But uh, for the Roosters, I just I, I don't know what's next. As much as I want to say we'll win our next six in a row like we did last year, I I just can't see it. And, and I think it's time to admit defeat. But what is it? Is it just because you, they go out and sign these players when they're at the top of the hill, and the only way you know is down a hill? Well, Brendan Smith to me is not a hooker. Uh, well, he's have, already back to being a bench hooker. Exactly, now, so, but yeah. I, I think fourteen is where he should have started. I've been really impressed with Jake Turpin. I thought Turpin's been really good this year for the Roosters. His tackling, especially, I think it was the Penrith game, made sixty-eight tackles. Yep. No run meters, but sixty-eight tackles, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which which is a monster effort. I think yeah. the the highest was seventy-two. Elijah Taylor a couple of years back. Mm-hmm. Um, but that that's the first problem is we signed a player to play hooker who's not a hooker. So I think you, they they just didn't pick where and and then the whole movement of Manu to five-eight, Suli here into the centres. I, I didn't like it. Swilly, he has, to me, has turned off. I think he's just thinking about rugby union, as sad as it is. I just think his head's there now going... I'd be surprised if he's there next year. I'm going to, yeah, I'm the same. They can free up whatever it is, 550. Free up a bit of cash, you know, throw Haas in the centres. But, yeah, it's just... (laughs) I'm on this Payne Haas thing. I think think we'll get him. Um, (laughs) him, 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 He's he's going to re-sign with Brisbane for, like... An extra two hundred k because anytime anyone's ever linked and you watch linked with the Bulldogs or the Tigers, it's so they can get a pay rise where they look. At, <laughs> we just saw it confirmed again with Frizzell during the week. Hey, we'll, we'll just offer Tino a pub, mate. We'll get him easy. Uh, yeah, shares in a pub. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, mate, I, I just the cohesion's not there at the moment. I don't know what it is. Sandon Smith, I thought's been uh, yeah, I was been, your thoughts on him. Impressed with him. He's Central Coast boy, so mm-hmm. love him. Uh, but just uh, Sam Walker did nothing wrong. Mm. Yeah, and I think they really pulled the wrong rein there. They I did. Think, they did. I think if anyone was going to benefit from a couple of weeks in uh, reserve grade, it would have been Kiri. And then you can just bounce him back into the team a couple of weeks later. Obviously, the injury doesn't help. No. Who knows what's going on there because it seems to have been, um, you know, dragged out a long way now. Um, but I think there was obviously a bit more to it. I think there was uh, so maybe some issues between the coach and um, and the young fella there uh, yeah. that, 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 that led to that. But... I really thought that Walker was probably going better at the time than what Kiri was, and um, yeah, would have been would have been my thoughts to to bounce Kiri down for a couple of weeks and then bring him back up, which I think would have given him more of a kick in the ass than that it would have for Walker. Mm. Yeah, I got to agree. Yeah. The the worst part was that when they moved Manu to five eight, they won that first game because that was Anzac Day, yeah. and they, they beat the Dragons yeah. by a point, and so then whoa, oh, it worked. Looking back, that was it good, worked. wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> You know, it works, so let's keep it. But it just, as I was saying off air again, like Manu doesn't have a kicking game. So everything was on Kiri. Everything was on Kiri. Mm. And as much as I love Kiri, he's one head knock probably off medically retiring. Mm. So he doesn't need any more pressure on him already. Yeah. You know, so I think, as you said, it wouldn't have been too bad him spend some time in reserve grade. Walker, those cutout balls he's got, mate, he he is a talent. Walker is a talent. I'd love to see, I'd love to see, like, in a dreamland, Benji make him a project and get him to the Tigers. Imagine. He's got a very going. very good short kicking game, yep. uh, a nice running game as well. So, um, yeah, there's definitely some things there that can be worked on. For uh, he's, def- he's definitely someone that should be playing first grade for sure uh, for mine. But um, it, it's concerning that so many of these Robbo plans either have changed or aren't for working. Um, mm. And I've always sort of been a slight knock on Victor Adley as a link man. He's now on yeah. the edge. 
Um, I don't think he's in as a link player in the class of Yeos and Carrigans. And now he's on an edge. I think it probably suits him. If they no, can well, just Brown's been doing a better job as that link man. 100%. And that's why he's got the spot. Couple of weeks, yeah. uh, and, and maybe just Victor running wild with a bit more um, space running it. Some, you know, being a lunatic, taking on some centers and other <laughs> back rowers. Maybe that'll freshen him up and be good for him. But I always thought Brandon Smith was a hooker. Um, happy to be, you know, proven wrong, obviously, with what's happened this year. But um, I thought he was going to be a tremendous benefit for the Roosters mm. coming in to play hooker, which is, hasn't proved the case. Um, I thought this was one of the Roosters' better performances for the year, to be honest. Um, they were good in that first sort of half an hour, and they were putting it to Melbourne. Uh, they created quite a few opportunities on the edges, but the Storm's um, Storm scramble was really strong, committed, uh, continual, and they shut the Roosters down a couple of times early in this game, which I think uh, sort of had the Roosters drop their head a little bit. Uh, by the end of this game, the middle of the ruck was completely owned by oh, the Storm. Yeah. Um, the likes of King and uh, Liero were just punching holes through the middle of the field and you chuck in Naz on the back of that. Um, they were causing all sorts of problems in the middle of the field, which just let Harry get out and just be that constant pest that he is. Like You ever notice when he's really up and going, he's two and three set times in a set, he's going out and he's darting, yeah. he'll take yeah. one himself, he'll go out and he'll laugh at someone and throw a short ball to the bloke next to him who runs through a hole and like he's just he just gets in their face and annoys the shit out of the opposition. Um, caused a whole heap of problems in the middle of the ruck and they cashed in on the edges. Like, to be honest, there was really only the Jerome Hughes try that was probably done off the back of something good that the Storm did. The rest of it was kicks to the corners with Coates died jumping over the top of people. Like, it's a skill, don't get me wrong. Yeah. It's part of the game. But um, it wasn't like they were bamboozling the Roosters and completely unlocking their defence. They were just kicking to a point and, and Coates had a you know another night out. He's been um, really good recently. Uh Harry Grant's little uh, he nice little bit of work there for a, a try as well, but another one that probably should have been stopped on a, on a, on another day. So, um, yeah, by the end of the game, it was thoroughly won by the Melbourne Storm. But I thought the Roosters did put up a, quite a good fight early, and probably be pretty disappointed to to lose thirteen plus at the end of the day. Be interested to see if uh, Coach took on Tupo if they're on the same wing. That would have been yeah. real good. Both mm. seven foot. And tall. Trying to get over. Uh, and Sia Wong, really impressed with Sia Wong. He's been mm. on the radar for a while. Scored his first try, second game. Um, did really well. He does look like a likely type Wong, actually. Uh, yeah, how we go? Who are we going with points here? Um, yeah, just a few, of, a few of the notable mentions. Uh, I thought the Butcher Boys were pretty good um, in the middle of the field. Brown as well was okay. Bradley was easily their best forward in this game. I thought he um, was really freewheeling, causing some problems with the ball in hand. Um, where was I? Um, couple of, yeah, a couple of nice. The halves had a couple of nice moments in Sanders, Smith, and Keary. They produced a couple of couple of really nice efforts, but they were uh, really targeted in defence, especially mm. Keary. I think he missed six or seven tackles, and um, it, they worked him over there. Sanders Smith was actually quite good in defence. Um, he he's really impressed me. I think there's some, and something there that they can work with as well. But um, a really nice clean kicker. Like yeah. lovely timing about his kick. Yeah, well they both kick quite well, and he did most of the long kicking, which is um, normally Kiri's sort of effort. But um, yeah, he was he took over there. Uh, Tupu cashed in with the double. Did, did a bit of work to get there. Like it, we mentioned earlier, he's had his knockers and all that, and he does have the physical attributes that generally 
he's um you know he's taller than pretty much everyone he's up against <laughs> and he jumps over the top of them but he's done he, he's not afraid of um, hard work he, he generally 150 200 meters a week does all the hard bullocking work out of his yeah. own end and yeah he's a fantastic player deserves recognition for what he's done uh, I thought Manu was fantastic again 200 and something meters from the back there uh, Meany was pretty good for the, the Storm for, for, as their fullback. Both their halves were very dangerous. Like <laughs> Munster with his kicking game, Jerome yeah. Hughes' running game on the right-hand side, they were both causing heaps of problems. I mentioned Liero uh, Welch, I thought, had a good game in the middle of the, of the ground as well. But, yeah, Harry Grant with three points. I had uh, Jerome Hughes with two. And then I went with either Coates, Munster or Tupu for the one. I think he'd probably give you Coates. Yeah, he scored a hat-trick, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. We, um, we've been... Uh, a bit more generous to the wingers, filthy wingers this year. But anyway, um, yeah, they score the points. Yeah. Uh, I was frothing about Sunday and I wasn't disappointed. I enjoyed all these games, probably more than you did. At least one of them. <laughs> I wasn't, wasn't very happy. But uh, I thought all these games are good. Just, uh, oh, just a quick shout out um, as I check the camera to Chris on YouTube who um, asked why we were just checking him out all the time. But... Uh, this week I've got the battery charger. Last week I was freaking oh, out about the out battery. The <laughs> so thanks everyone who tuned into our <laughs> Origin preview on YouTube and got to watch some pretty graphics for like the last ten minutes. But anyway, oh really? <laughs> we'll be right, we'll <laughs> ten be right minutes today. was it? Yeah, yeah. good. <laughs> anyway, uh, the Sunday kicked off forty-four twelve. The Warriors uh, again kept the top eight hoodoo of the Sharks going for the last eighteen months. It's like three uh, out of sixteen as, or something. As exclusively now, in the last by two me. Years. Uh, who did tip the round again? Mm. You know, something like two weeks tw- in a row. twenty-eight from thirty. The last three weeks or something. Yeah, well done. <laughs> it, was a shame, it was a shame about the first half of the year. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it was a good game. It was fun for me to watch because I like the Warriors. So, uh, what did the stats say, Barn? And, and you can have. We've we've had the counselling session for the two of us so far. So <laughs> you may as well go next. Eight tries to two. Six out of eight conversions for the Warriors. Two out of two for the Sharks. Ninety percent completion from the Warriors. 76% for the Cronulla side, 295-plus run metres for the Warriors. Nine line breaks to four, 38 tackle bust to 43, seven offloads to two. One force dropout played two, a 40-20 from the Warriors, 283 tackles played 375, six errors to 11. Five penalties conceded to seven, two ruck infringements for both teams. One inside the 10 against the Warriors, a sin bin for Cronulla side. Sean Johnson with 135 Supercoach points. Fanua Blake with 122. And Nikara with 99 for the Sharks. I don't want to talk about it. Fuck the NRL. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck Matt Moylan. <laughs> Welcome to my life, David. Sharks were decent for 10 or 15 minutes, and that's about all I want to say. Now they were, you know, they were really piling the pressure on the Warriors earlier in the game. They had a lot of the field position, uh, position. Scored one try that was, um, you know, pretty well worked, but it, at the end of the day, pretty easy because old mate was five metres off where he should have been <laughs> defending. Um, it all went to shit. Um, on the back of a couple of errors, invited the Warriors down the Sharks' end and they didn't leave for the next 55 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> that, that, what, what would they say? The Moylan Channel, what would they call it? It's almost the Moylan fucking... What's the trench at the bottom of the sea there? The big... Deep sea oh, trench. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what it was. Because they just went, like, took turns to run through there. Um, <laughs> Fanua Blake, then Metcalf, then Rocco Berry, Rocco then Berry. Josh Curran. Then they all just lined up and just said, we'll have a go. Straight Some of the, the worst tide. jersey and arm grabbing I've seen for. Yeah. There was a 10 minute period there where Mulatalo did it, Talakai did it, Moylan did it for the entire fucking night. 
did not bend their back and try to tackle one bloke. They just grabbed, tried to grab their arm, tried to grab their jersey, tried to grab their collar, and they were just getting brushed off. And blokes were just running straight past them. By the end, Talakai was completely head-fucked. He was just running yeah. out trying to get to the fullback so that the ball didn't get out past him. Yeah. And then Moylan's posted on the inside with poor old man Wade Graham trying to make his tackles for him. And between the two of them couldn't make a tackle to save their fucking life. <laughs> Warriors, just as you mentioned, lining up. The, the, one of the nicer plays of the night was where they went double man either side of Moylan. And Sean Johnson's just like, which one are you going to tackle? You're going to try to tackle him? Okay, bang. Fucking try. <laughs> See you later. He had it on an absolute string again. Oh. He was just floating across. He, Dip into the line a little bit, get them to move up, and then just float across and wait for his runners. Like they, they've got that timing with their runners now. Like that, that line that Nakora hits for the Sharks, there was two and three of blokes doing that for the Warriors in this game, and it was all around Moylan and Talakai. And between the two of them, I think they missed 12, 14 tackles between those four blokes in that, those three guys in that one position. I reckon Graham probably missed two more than they credited him for. Moylan would have missed 12 or 14, but they only give him six for some reason. I don't know what happened there. Um, I'd like to see his ineffective tackles. Cause six and one, apparently. Yeah, it's bullshit. Teleco, five <laughs> missed. Uh, Rudolph, three, three. Bullshit. Graham, three and one. <laughs> Yeah, Metcalf and Johnson were just licking their lips after that sort of 15, 20-minute period yeah. when um, as soon as Teague Wilton went off, you could see him lining up. Because Wilton Do you reckon Metcalf normally, would have been all right 5-8 at the Sharks? Yeah, he could have gone all right. Maybe. He's a good player, Metcalf. Lockie Miller. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You could put Wade Graham in there and he'd do a better job I than Moylan Met- at I think the Metcalf's moment. the one you let go. Mm. Both, both the Warriors halves, eh? Or at the yeah. Sharks. Yeah. And then, yeah, Lockie Miller. And then you had you got Dykes, who's apparently someone they might move in there in the mm. future. Talakai has to go back into the forwards. Um, yeah. He can't defend out wide. As soon as they get on on the outside of him with pace, Especially he doesn't have the acceleration. Like Connor Tracy, Tracy. Tracy. Oh, Kyle Eero, yeah. you've got blokes out there. There's a few injuries there, but Connor Tracy is in first grade. That's where you can get beaten on the outside, and if you've got pace, you can stop that kind of shit. As soon as they get on the outside of Talakai, they're fucked. Um, Especially if they've got two on the outside of him, and Mulatano has to try and get one of them. I don't know what's going on with that bloke. He's he's changed his feet for hands in the last two weeks. Cannot catch a fucking football to save his life. I hope you're throwing him in a multi again. (laughs) Four weeks ago, (laughs) he he was just jumping over blokes, taking AFL marks and scoring tries. And the last two weeks, he hasn't been able to catch a bomb to save his life. I don't know what's happening there. He catches them when they kick him to him in defence, but in attack, he has not been able to get anywhere near the ball uh, recently. Uh, the forward battle was pretty even for about half an hour and then the, the Warriors just munched them up in the middle of the field. Uh, McGuinness got a bit tired. Some of those big boys in their, their 20-minute rotations just really did not did not aim up. Um, Toby Rudolph's short of a gallop by about four games <laughs> by the, from the looks of him. Hazelden put in and had a crack, but again, he's still only getting 20-odd minutes. I we think he got that try. That was a great was, run. That was, oh, a, that was a bit of a turning point as well. Yeah. Right yeah. after half time. if that turns into a try, it's a oh, four-point yeah. game. Yeah, 100%. The energy lifts from the Sharks, and but yeah, the, the energy wasn't there. The Warriors had energy from minute one. The creative players were 100 times better from the Warriors. Um, you could chuck in Walker as well. I thought he yep. was fantastic he in this game. He was playing that sort of link between dummy half and um, the halfback, yep. which is a new one for mine. Rather than playing that 13 role on the outside of the seven, he was, play- he was jumping in the middle and creating 
more space for for yeah. um you know for the halves to set up a little bit wider and a little bit deeper. But then it what becomes dangerous. A bit extra what, 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 what becomes dangerous when his left foot steps and goes and back goes in. back yeah. in. Absolutely, yeah. um, they've they've really got a buy with him this year. He's been tremendous for them coming yeah. in in that fourteen position. Um, I don't think he's had a better year to be honest. Apart from maybe one of those years where he scored a million tries out in the edge yeah. for Manly, where he was um, carving people up. But um, <laughs> he was he's been fantastic for them this year. Uh, Ramey and Katoa probably the best back five for the Sharks I thought Katoa was actually really good um, he had a real hot, red hot crack in this game Braley McGuinness was strong in the middle and Decora and Hines were their best two players but you could rattle off a list for the, <laughs> for the Warriors uh, Chans, DWZ very good uh, Barry was the, probably their best back he ran the ball so hard all night caused a million problems does help that you're running at Moyland and Talakai but uh, Metcalf, Ford, Barnett they were all fantastic Fenua Blake was amazing and Sean Johnson was even better yeah, uh, just one touch on Dale Matenis Lesniak. What a season. Yeah. I cannot get over how well he is going. This is a guy that came from the doggies and hardly did a thing. Yeah. And is now just killing it. It's that mullet, mate. I tell you. <laughs> yeah, it's that's the, the mullet. thing. He was good at Penrithin patches. And yeah. He had a couple of good games with dogs, but yeah, they, they just didn't get him the ball. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but he is just setting it alight at the Warriors. I mean, off the back of a team that's going great. But a lot of those tries, he's doing a lot of work. Heaps oh, of work. Mate, Heaps of work. Some of those Heaps positions he gets in, I wish yeah. I could do that. Exactly. <laughs> I'm yeah. sure your missus probably does as well. <laughs> yeah, she does. <laughs> 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 uh, my, the one bit of commentary that I will, um, the one and only time I'll give uh, Ennis a bit of a rap, mm. the, the flying perm call <laughs> out wide there. But yeah, that's the only credit he'll ever get from me for commentary. Sean Johnson, three points. Oh, yeah. Fanua Blake, two. And Barry or Nickera for well, the one. I reckon won. He was tremendous. He yeah. was good. He was fucking filthy. In a losing team, he was good. He's right. <laughs> you don't have him in supercoach, do you? I had him. What did he get? 99. Did he really? Yeah. Yeah. I had him in fantasy. I had him for last try scorer. And he scored with three minutes to go. And yeah. then fucking Pompey scored. <laughs> yep. No, I just needed Raymond. That was a shit try. I, too. I, had, yeah. uh, I just needed Raymond. I don't recall even touching the ball. So. <laughs> uh, they... This Warriors forward pack's gotten better. Yep. Oh, yeah. Now I've got Barnett back. As long as he keeps his pumpkin off his head, um, <laughs> he was he was fantastic here, and he, he gives he gives Fenua Blake a, a great partner in crime. And uh, they've still got Bunty to come back. And they, and they sat Tohu on the bench for fifty and minutes Tohu as well. Sat yeah. in his jacket. I think at one point, I think he's just <laughs> taking selfies. At the, it's been cool. Karen's uh, getting K's into his legs and getting yeah. through a lot of work. Uh, they're just uh, they are the best forward pack. Sirenin's pretty decent said. coming off the and bench. Sirenin's come on and uh, come back killing and done it, well, playing so. in the middle of the field. I just think I, I as and I've said it now for three weeks. I can see them being the grand final team that Penrith have to beat. Uh, I would back them against Brisbane in a, a real grind. I'd back them against Souths. Uh, they obviously still have to do it. Uh, the only but issue a dry track against Souths. I yeah. know if everyone's going to say, "Well, they lost to Souths two weeks." They ago. got bashed up in the work. But, yeah. Um, I think they've just got every box ticked and a lot of teams don't. And as we touched on in a couple of games, bench forwards are so important now. Oh, yeah. To go deep into these games, you need a solid bench. And that's what, like, Penrith's bench forwards drag their ass out of trouble so often. And now they've got a couple of guys here that can do the same. Uh, I think I think it's invaluable. Um, it might be the old, they need to lose one to win one or get close this year. And then you get RTS back and you have the real fairy tale next year and whatever. But uh, I'd love to see them go very deep into September. It would be great. The only issue I have with the Warriors is, like we heard that stat with the Sharks, 
they've only beaten one top eight team this year. The Warriors have only beaten one top four team this year. And so if they're going to turn into contenders, they have to be being consistent with that. They have Absolutely. to be beating those top four teams. So I, I'd love to see them do it. I think the Warriors is everyone's second favourite team there. The Warriors know. haven't been any better than they have in the last three or four weeks. Yeah. Like, this is the best they've played this 100%. year. And, and they're, they're still ga- getting better. And yeah. they're gapping teams now. Yeah. You take the wet out, they're winning every game by 30 now. Yeah. Uh, and good teams do that. Like That's, that's what right. Mel- That's what Melbourne did well for those years yeah. in the 19, you know, 18, 19, 20, when they went on that hot streak. Um, they were putting 40 on everyone Roosters, every week. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and that's the other thing. Like, it's all right to it, – it's where you have – I would have them ahead of Canberra um, in that Canberra winning these weird games somehow, whereas Warriors are putting the soldier teams. But winners are winners, so. Exactly. Uh, then we got 24-14, a game that for until deep was – you'd be nervous for a while here if you were a Panthers fan. Mm. Uh, but I suppose the last 15 was pretty cruisy viewing. Uh as they won 24-14, as suggested. What the stats say, Brian? We had three tries to five. One out of three conversions played two out of five. 81% completion for the Dolphins, 76 for the Panthers. 204-plus running metres for Penrith. Seven line breaks to five. 43 tackle bust to 36. Six offloads to 17. One force dropout for the Dolphins. 350 tackles played 355. Eight errors to 11, three penalties conceded to six, one ruck infringement to two, two inside the 10 against the Penrith side. And a sin bin for the Panthers. Uh, is it Tom Jenkins with 132 supercoach points? Targo with 108. Nick Arima with, I didn't write down the numbers, but I think it was around 90 something. <laughs> He's in the 90s. He is, um, yes. in and rocking draft. headgear for the first time. Mm. <laughs> Haven't we seen headgear make a comeback this oh, year? Man, Panthers boys almost. love it. Jackson Hastings, Roosters. doggies getting like around the white Kalen Ponga these Luke days. Keary. <laughs> yeah, Keary. Um, what do you make of this? Uh-huh. What a start to the game. Shut up, David. Oh. Let our guests go. Oh, I don't mind. Okay, go for it, it David. Go Shut up, Joey. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Dougie. <laughs> I'll go first. Isn't Isaac Tango a beast? Oh, uh, he mate. is an absolute superstar out there. Back-to-back um, man of the matches for mine. I, yeah. I agree. Mm. Uh, he's, he... When they were faffing about for a long part of this first half, he was dragging them upfield, breaking tackles, putting people over, picking up loose balls and just demolishing blokes. Like, he sends people to HIA in defence. <laughs> Trying to tackle him. Um, <laughs> which is amazing. Uh, I, I thought he was the star of the show here again mm-hmm. uh, and made obviously made um, the wingers look good, out, or the winger look good outside him. Didn't Fun to see Leota score first and to have the... Copybook ta- charge down too. Yeah. The big dive with the hands out, that and then he's pick, picked up. He's going, "Who the fuck's going to score?" <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll have to do it. <laughs> I love the fact that it was like, "I'm not supposed to be doing this. I'm not supposed to be." And he he's too looked, fast for me. <laughs> oh fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> he's nobody a, here. A around. Fucking big unit by he's, he's oh, massive. What? <laughs> massive. Uh, so that was a lot of fun. In the rail and gun and celebration. Yeah. <laughs> yeah out the Batista. Uh, he uh, and that was about it. Like that was well. It wasn't about it, but um, <laughs> that was a fun part of the first half. Uh, poor old Valance being subjective, being on the wing, I don't think he enjoyed, uh, mm-hmm. given he doesn't, he jumps like me. Um, so he and was a target that? for a lot of, not well, uh, for, for a lot of You know of how they cycles. say some people have a six-foot leap? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't get six inches. Six. <laughs> don't ask Mariah about that either. Uh, they... Um, <laughs> They, yeah, uh, they targeted that wing a lot in this game and uh, he was found out. Uh, yeah, for, for, sorry for him exposed there. But and it, that was a, been a, it had been our concern with him, you know, heading into this. Tried hard, you know, can't knock his effort. 
Uh, Coggy kicking game was fantastic again, uh, apart from when he wasn't on the field. Uh, Lou, I did a whole <laughs> bunch of nothing again. You left foot, left foot, inside ball. It did produce um, the try assist for one I of the Tanger ones. he was ones. pretty good in this game. Oh, he, he did. He lured very well. No, I shouldn't say it. He wasn't bad, but he lured very well. I, he did, I don't like the inside step. But that's what he. That's what I he does. Know. And you, you just watch Watch every touch he has. Yeah. And nine and ten, it is step, step. But there were so ball, many step, step. So many times out, in the game where he could have just thrown one to, to the centre. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Like. Um, anyway, good player. You know the saddest thing well. is he's going to end up at the Tigers on like one point two. He's um. <laughs> he's been <laughs> spoiled a bit for the last two years in mind with that yeah. inside step with having kick out on his outside. Hundred percent. It was always his go to try and. He goes narrow to Kikau, has Nick Kikau right on his left shoulder and steps back, back, which break, brings the defence in, just opens half a hole for Kikau. And Sorensen yeah. tries very hard, but gets put in some shit situations <laughs> a lot. You know, people be shouting at me. Edwards is fine. Um, I think his last six weeks probably played himself out of an origin. Fuck, he's a tough him. motherfucker. Why, why was going. Edwards not goal kicking? Yeah, I know. That one from the sideline, is there anything the kid can't so, do? Some of the finest toe punting we've seen this side <laughs> of mouth. <laughs> he nailed it. Uh, Nick Arima, very good again. Very uh, good. Hammer fantastic. is hard not to like, oh, yeah. uh, playing very well. He got burned a couple of times in this one. On the yeah, outside. Saw well. Yeah. You saw his marking. Uh, and Lemuelu, who's been one of yours for a long time, Barn, had mm. another great game and uh, incredible solo effort to nice back himself to grab her for himself, follow that was through. A good He's, um, he's really stripped down um, and become a really uh, physical menace on that left-hand side there for the for the Dolphin side. Um, he gets through plenty of work. Uh, he's a really good ball runner. Uh, he's a bit of a swerve and a step to him as well. So yeah, He's moved Kenny Bromwich improved. to front row. That's yeah. how good yeah. he's going. He's, in, he's improved immensely. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Dolphins are pretty good for a good chunk of this game and probably on top, I reckon, for the, the middle. But yeah. Penrith mm. are just the best in the combat weathering the storm. Uh, and coming through the other side, and they did it again here. Uh, I thought yeah. all the uh, Dolphins forwards were quite good because they, they probably outplayed them for big chunks here. Uh, yeah, Nick Arima just popping and, up everywhere, causing yeah. all sorts of problems, and then Penrith just do what they've done for three years. That's yeah. why they're a chance of winning three back-to-back comps. They just buckle down, everyone gets into their systems, they defend areas rather than players, they, they pick their positions and their spacing is always consistent. They chase so well, once the ball gets past that mark, they all go. It's not one and two blokes, which leaves holes on the inside. They all shuffle to one side. They just get up and back so quick in defence. Like They've taken time off the off the offence by meeting them five metres rather than seven metres, you know what yeah. I mean? So there's a, a couple of metres every tackle, and then they, they, they claw their way back, and they just drag the team down, drag them out into those waters, and drown them at the end of the yeah, game. They just stick on so hard and consistently just graft and work together and they just, they just do it for longer than anyone else. Uh, this was one of Fisher's best games mm. this year, especially the back end. He had some great runs to close out and uh, Hosking, is a, is, he's just a great person to have up his sleeve when you got to rest some He was <laughs> got through a, a, uh, less work than I thought actually looking at stats, but was very good in what he did. Same as Eisenhuth. Uh but again, they you'd take a lot out of this game because now you've got your superstars coming back, and at, like Brisbane, you'd say that's a tick for what they've done because they, they've dropped yep. they've dropped this game in years gone by. Yep. Uh, and yeah, I, I I agree. They're the team to beat. They'd probably win the comp again. But they've gotten through Origin so well. Yeah. Considering the outs that they've had, and um, you know, players backing up and all the rest of that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, you mentioned uh, you mentioned pretty much everyone here that I <laughs> that I haven't. I thought <laughs> Eisenhuth was very good, which yeah. is one you didn't mention for the Penrith side. Um, Sorensen was terrific. Jenkins had a great performance, which was came directly off the back of um, Isaac Targo. Uh, Aiken, one another one you didn't mention. I think he's been brilliant for the Dolphins this year. Yep. So, um, for a bloke that they were playing back row at times and then back out, he's he's obviously an out and out centre. Yeah. <laughs> he goes really good out there, but someone that you can throw in the middle and it's happy to do the tough stuff if if needed. Um, Kafusi had a decent game. Young Harrison Graham was good out of dummy half. Fifty tackles too. Yeah, it was great. Really good. Um, put in a really good shift for him in there. And I think he was on the I think he was on the bench for about fifteen twenty minutes as well. So, <laughs> fifty tackles in fifty odd minutes. He's um he's definitely done his work there. Yeah. But yeah, Targo for mine, man of the match. Back to back games, uh, three <laughs> points for him. I had Nikarima with two for the Dolphins, and then I had a list of either Lemuelu, Luai, uh, or Jenkins. I'm not going to get Luai past there. So Jenkins, yeah, or give it to Luai. Give it to Luai. Yeah, I like Lemuelu with his. Uh, no, Lemuelu was great actually. Try, but mm. give it to him. They, <laughs> Penrith did win, so I'll give it to him. I, I do agree, Lemuelu. Yeah, was pretty close. Yeah, give it to Lemuelu. <laughs> All right, we will then. Final game of the round. Final oh, game. What a game! Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, we finished off with some rugby league chaos. 25-24, the Eels over the Titans. Uh, old ice in his veins, Mitch Moses nailing <laughs> a conversion, then the field goal. And Tanner, uh, well, he's a bit defrosted in this game. <laughs> what did the stats say? It was a fucking, that was a, a pretty special conversion, actually, with the, the game on the line like it was. Uh, four out of four tries, three out of four conversions, played two out of four for the Titans. One out of one penalty attempts, played two out of two for the Titans. One out of one field goal attempts, and zero out of two for the Titans. 79% completion, played 75%, 107 plus running metres for Parramatta, 85 plus post-contact metres. Four line breaks, played nine for the Titans, 35 tackle bus, played 32, 14 offloads to six, two forced dropouts against, uh, for the Titans, 277 tackles, played 312, nine errors to 13, eight penalties conceded to six, two ruck infringements to three, and an inside the 10 against both sides. Two sin bins for Parramatta. Well done, Parramatta. Um, <laughs> Bryce Cartwright. They're just so Parramatta. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just Parramatta. Bryce Cartwright with 96 supercoach points, Tanner Boyd with 93, and Mo Fodawaka with 78. <laughs> is he in your pod team? Uh, he is not. Well, are you doing it wrong? Anyway, what happened here? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry? I said, what happened here, Joe? Oh, mate, Parramatta... We, I call it the triangle of inconsistency. They like to win a game, then they like to lose a game. Then they like to get flogged by 40, then they win against top teams. It's just it's so inconsistent. And yeah. Too clever shit, too dumb shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just seems to be Parramatta every year. It doesn't matter whether they make the grand final or not. It's just how they are. And this game, but the Titans can't seem to get past 26 points, 24 in this one. Yeah, They just can't true. seem it to is, get yeah. past 26 points. Yeah. It seems to be the curse for them. If they score 20 points, you know they're going to lose. Every time. Yeah. Uh, we've seen it so much this year. And also the Titans with second halves this year have been woeful. They're the faders of old, the Raiders. But, yeah, I just I, I was impressed with Parramatta in patches. But, it, again, if they're going to be a force in the premiership, that they need to be putting 80-minute performances on because it was very clunky. They started off great. Started off really well. And then... 
so the wheels fell off. Tanner Boyd, I had him uh, in NRL Fantasy. He was on four points, ended up on about 50 by the end of the game. Right. So four points with about 20 minutes to go and then scored a try and all that. And, yeah, really up Do you play state. Fantasy? I play NRL Fantasy, yep. Do you prefer it? Uh, or do you I, both? I do both. I, I prefer Fantasy only because I've played it for seven years. Yeah. Um, Supercoach I've only played for about four. So I, I was saying to Daggy before, the Supercoach is – Way more attacking stats, whereas I find fantasy more defensive. Yeah. So I can get all the forwards in. Well, well Mo <laughs> led the fantasy too. He's yeah. Daggy. Yeah, I'm Daggy. <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm Barney. <laughs> sorry, Barney. That's, yeah. All good, mate. Yeah. All good. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, yeah, I feel like, and so I just uh, fill it up with forwards yeah. all the time. Yeah. Um, but You can get around that in Supercoach. Um, the, yeah. the, the, there's definitely a, an attraction to, especially second rowers that break the line and score tries and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, that's it. Um, yeah, it, it it can be. The the last two years with Supercoach have really gone overboard. I think mm. with the attacking stats, which well, and is they've really sort of more in. Up. Like yeah. now, there's LB assists, and now there's try involvement. Last and touches. They need to bring in the eight yeah. trades that uh, Fantasy gave me at round twenty. You got an extra eight trades for the end of the year. Wow. Yeah, it was great because I was wow. on zero. So <laughs> Supercoach need that because I'm on Jackie about two. Jackie knows about that. <laughs> I've still got four. I've got, got about two left in Supercoach. I thought so. I was going to know has got none. <laughs> I've got seven, I think. So. Champ. Yeah. But, GT, yeah. Oh, I needed to give a GT a shout-out. Top 1% this week. Yeah, top couple of hundred. Yeah, yeah top think, couple of wow. hundred. Good friend of the show, GT, our statistician. 170 or something. Yeah, tremendous Ridiculous. result. And he's still got 10 trades, I think. So look yeah. out. Yeah. I don't know what he's saving for. Christmas is coming, but... <laughs> He's got four that he wants to make in the next two weeks. And I then, assume yeah, one of them's yeah. Mo, obviously. Munster and somebody else. and Yeah, but we're talking about that a bit a bit this morning. Yeah. It's um, work. Busy day. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, yeah, a lot of errors and penalties in this game, uh, but thoroughly enjoyable by the back end of it. I thought it was going to be 40 plays 42 oh. or something after about 15 minutes so, of this uh, game because both um, edge defences were just standing there watching people run past them at different times in this one. But um, they managed to find a settling point and get back to the grind and uh, Parramatta were winning that grind pretty comfortably until yeah. Sivo took someone's head off and then um, RCG decided he wanted to lay down on someone's back with his knees. That should have been a send-off. That was <laughs> fucking pathetic yeah. in my opinion. Um, I don't understand how he wasn't sent off. And, yeah, if he doesn't get four weeks, I'll, I don't know yeah, well, what, I think what they're doing. I think that's how he's having a month um, off, yeah. yeah. That was just stupidity. It was an absolute brain snap. I don't know what the fuck he was doing. But, yeah, it was very poor, uh, in my opinion. Um, made it 13 on 11 for, what, five, seven minutes or something, and the Titans went back-to-back tries, and that's that's what got them back in front, which is, you know, probably says a little bit about the Titans' attack in this game. Uh, was was left wanting a little bit at different times, Uh Parramatta did scramble well. I think um, Gutho saved, he saved his usual two tries that he seems to fucking pull off every every game. I don't know how he does it. He just manages to get an arm or a shoulder or his head underneath the ball at different times and stops a try in the corner. He's um, he's one of the better ones at that, that's for sure. Oh, you can never ever, and people can have whatever opinion of Gutho, you can never doubt his effort. Oh, mate, his effort's through the roof, yeah. Game after game, you might have one or two games a year, but everybody does. Um Come some questionable tries. Uh, the Gutherson <laughs> one was um, 
I don't know how you don't find an angle where I'm pretty sure that one of those legs was touching the ground when, I before the time the ball went down. down. Um, if it was a Tigers down, they would have found it. Trust me. <laughs> they would have gone and got fucking fan cam from the front row and found and, it. And the Cartwright one, the bloke was dead set, tackled for five minutes yeah, before that, he put the ball that, down. That was a bit but, ridiculous. Um, <laughs> what do you do? Is what it is. Kissed on the ass, Parramatta in this game, I thought. Um, Campbell was very good, as was Khan Pereira and Sammy for, for the Titans. Uh, Tino and Verrills were good. Beryl's is um they yeah, missed Tino really good this game. I don't yeah. understand why, but he was he changed the game. He was pretty gassed by the back end as yeah, well. I can so. I understand it all, but yeah. uh, it let RCG and Paulo dominate the first twenty here, and, and they did. They did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Fafita was fantastic, and Mo and Boyd they had some special performances in this one. They were the two better players from Titans team. Penasini and Madison were strong with the ball in hand. Um, yeah, Defence for Penasini's um, optional some games, but. Uh, <laughs> He's very good attacking, attacking wise. RCG and Moses were good, apart from obviously before mentioned RCG madness. Gutherson, Paulo were very good. Um, they're probably close to the best on the field. And Hands, he had a fantastic game. I thought yeah. in this, he was in everything. Made a shitload of tackles. Made a very good difference with some of his passing in and around the ruck. And Hopgood just does what he does. He's another one of those blokes that you just wind up and let him go mental yeah. for 80 minutes. And 100%. he tackles everything that comes near him and he's got an offload in him and he just doesn't stop working. So um, Cartwright was probably man of the match at the back end of it, realistically. He was he was running as hard as I've seen him run in his entire career. He was bumping blokes off. He was very <laughs> physical, uh, offloading, footwork. He was, um, I think he was out to prove a point in this one, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I think he, he he's matched up and went. These guys are one of the better packs in the comp, and I'm going to be Plus the best player on the field. There. Yeah, so. it's the best year he's had in a long yeah. time this season, I reckon. And I gave him man of the match. Yeah, I gave Hopgood the two points, and then I had Mo Fodawaka for the one. I like it. <laughs> you want give Mo, Mo uh, for three? Yeah, yeah. Give, Mo three. <laughs> <laughs> give Mo two because I said so. There you go. Mm-hmm. He might be close to obviously getting a paint house, but our team of the year, surely he runs. He must be the other prop. Mm. Unless Tino pinches it. I'm interested to see who gets our actual. Fanua Blake. Well, Fanua Blake will be. Mo's going to have to start off the bench again. With Tino. Imagine bringing Mo and Tino off the bench. Fuck me. After Fanua Blake and House. Footy, eh? It's just thinking about power because it's still. And I still sort of half semi-agree here that um, they are the sort of X-Factor team that if we get chaos in the finals can beat a team yeah. like 36-30 in a yeah. wacky-ass game. But that those outside backs leave you a bit cold at times, uh, all of them, including Sevo, who's just mm-hmm. at sometimes a big I don't know what he's goose. done. The last two games he's just... Just hasn't appeared. wanted to do much. Another one don't throw in as any time try score a man. <laughs> when, do, when do your wingers not score yes, for you? I think he's scored for six weeks. Nah, something like the game they got 48, he didn't score. No, I know. I had him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> as did most of Australia. Yeah, but that's right. Um, as you said, Penasini picks and chooses. Simmonson's hot and cold and Russell. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Philip Sammy was pretty good here in attack. Uh, yep. Uh, on the other side of that, but that's that's my big concern is that you'd see, I could see if if the, a team like the Warriors plays clinically as they did the, the other day, they, attacked, just, they just yeah. tear them apart. If yeah. they find a weakness and just focus um, on but it. But if it falls into like a weird Souths game where it's tit for tat, you can, see, you can yeah. see them going the other way. So 
they're just like when you talk about dark horses or X factors, they're just the one that you don't, they, they might miss the eight. But um, I'm just looking now at their drawing. Depending on how consistent but, um, they want to be, yeah. But they, um, but I think there's, yeah. I'm not saying I wouldn't get going and throwing money on to win a coin, but uh, they've got a shit run home. They got uh, Cowboys, Storm, then the Dragons, then the Broncos, Roosters, Panthers. Uh. Mm. So they could just they're, beat currently, the they're currently on uh, 24 points. Probably need 30 to get into the eight. Cowboy, the, it, they have to beat the Cowboys, I think, to make the yeah, eight. Yeah, they do. That's a that's a big game coming up. Anyway. Or upset the Storm or the Panthers. Yeah. They do have a pretty good record against the Storm. And mm. the Panthers. And the Panthers. But, yeah. Anyway, if you've got uh, – so this part of the show, we do our pot plan of the week. Have we got a someone who would be better served being replaced by a pot plant this weekend? I, I, I suspect we're all heading to the same <laughs> the same area. Yeah, well, it's the, the the biggest pot plant's Matt Moyland, obviously, and then you can put two little ones on <laughs> one on his inside and one on his outside <laughs> in Talakai and Wade Graham. The, that left hand defence of the Sharks that was the worst performance in defence for the entire weekend, and it was <laughs> horrible to see, especially as a Shark supporter. I will see you a Moyland, raise you a Kapoa because uh, <laughs> he's he's dodged it for a while, but he's back in uh, pot plant land here. Have you got one for us? Oh, can I say my whole Roosters team? Even though they <laughs> were great, I just I, the the whole team just at the moment, mate, is just not there. I I raise you a whole team. All right, that's <laughs> fair enough. Uh, the next thing we have to slap someone. Do you want to slap the rest of the team? Or you got someone else? The coach, <laughs> Jack, Jack, Jack Everington. Get one back. Get one back. Uh, Trading slap. Yeah. <laughs> the new NRL slap league. <laughs> <laughs> Joey, Joey, um, and Hetherington first yeah. up. Yeah. Uh, no, good. if I if I had to slap someone, you know what? Toby Rudolph. There was mm. one stage in that game where. Sharks were doing all right, and then he just gives away a dumb penalty, and it was just—he is good for that. Yeah, and it just like to me, it just changed momentum at that stage. So I want to give that to Toby Rudolph. I like him, but yeah, slap. This I'm going to slap uh, Rian Campbell Gillard. Oh yeah, oh, of and, course. Yeah, uh, just knee him in I, the back as well. I, yeah, I, I love the bloke. <laughs> and, and fan of his work. But me too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, let's, not, let's not do that. Yeah. Um, Ronaldo. Oh. Put your hands back on, fucking <laughs> strap your strap, <laughs> strap your feet back in your boots and put your hands back on. Learn how to fucking catch that ball again. The slap basically is what we go out of the way to say. Look, this performance is unusual and we fucking don't like it, and we're going to slap them about to get them back in, <laughs> get them back into shape. So, have you got a salute? We'll finish up with a good one. So um, you want to salute this weekend? Don't you ever think about it while I ask Barney? Yeah, I have a think. Well, mine's a cracking centres. Two men in the match performance out of two of the better centres in the competition running around at the moment is Isaac Tango and Valentine Holmes. They were tremendous for their teams, and I, I think both teams probably struggled to win without them. So, yeah, look, I'm actually going to give it to Dream the Dream. I thought in a losing side, really good, couple of tries, two tries there for him. Uh, finished on 69 fantasy points, which was great. Um, but yeah, just. just Really good. I thought he was great. And considering what we've touched on with the Tigers and we know how they've been over the past 12, 13, 15 years. Uh, yeah, Shine. Tiger <laughs> was hoping you were going to say weeks then. No, no, no. Definitely not weeks. But, but, but a bit of a shining light for that team. So, yeah, I'll give a salute to Dream the Dream. I'll just go with the obvious and I'm going to salute uh, the Warriors outside backs who – put them to, well, and, and the Fords as well. And the Harvest. Yes. And the, and the, the whole team. But, uh, the, <laughs> and the I, I think in, we'll come into this thinking this was a top four playoff of sorts and yeah. they put on a show. I loved it. 
Uh, bonus salute. Well, especially actually Luke Metcalf, who now has had a oh, real yeah. solid month uh, and he's getting some confidence up. And uh, on the run home, he could beat up some geeks. And, and truck really Dylan Walker in there too. I thought he had a massive impact in this game. Um, I hope they go deep into September, as I said, and I'm looking forward to seeing seeing that because I need to cheer someone. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's it. Thank you. That's Thanks it. for joining us, Joey. Beautiful. Thank you for having me. Where do we Been find pleasure, you mate. regularly again? You can jump on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music or wherever else you get your podcasts from. And yeah, jump on Rugby League merch, type in the Ruck Infringement Podcast and Footy and Froffies and check us out. Beautiful. Thank you, David. Throw the link in the description this week and tags and all the rest of it. Yeah, beautiful. We'll share it on our socials as well. How's the new family member going? Yeah, he's going real good, actually. Settled in very well. He's a nine-month-old chocolate Labrador. He's uh, took him about 12 hours to come out of his shell, and he's now an absolute (laughs) lunatic just like the other one I've got. Sounds about right. I've got a yellow idiot and a chocolate idiot. (laughs) It's good. Can't wait to visit your garage again. (laughs) Just be swarmed. Anyway, thank you for listening. Uh, We'll be back Wednesday night uh, on the Zoom to preview round 21. Uh, As we've said, check out Rugby League Merch, subscribe, leave us some comments on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes. Uh, You can find us on Threads now and also on, uh, obviously, Facebook and uh, whatever's left of Twitter these days. (laughs) So be good, guys, and we'll talk soon. See ya. Good night.